Podcast One Production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 25th of January. A heat wave is sweeping many parts of the country with authorities warning people to take extra care, especially in the lead up to Australia Day. Melbourne is set to swelter with an expected top of 40 degrees today, with temperatures even warmer in the northeast of the state. Canberra will hit 37 today after a scorcher yesterday. Meantime, Sydney's temperatures reached 40 degrees over the weekend and the hot weather is set to continue with the city's west hardest hit. And Adelaide topped 42 yesterday with another hot day on the way today. There are total fire bans in place in parts of New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia, with hundreds already on alert as a blaze burns in the Adelaide Hills. And we'll have more details on that blaze from our reporter in South Australia shortly. There are new calls for the federal government to crack down on misinformation about COVID-19 in the lead-up to the government's vaccine rollout. The Doherty Institute in Melbourne is one of several top organisations that signed an open letter calling on politicians to pass tough new laws targeting social media giants like Facebook and Google. They want the companies to be transparent and to keep a list on COVID-related material that they're allowing online. Meantime, the Federal Treasurer says Australia is still on track to roll out the Pfizer vaccines in mid to late February, despite shortages overseas. Australia has purchased around 10 million doses of the vaccine, while several European countries have complained of supply shortages. Josh Frydenberg says the Therapeutic Goods Administration is going through its normal process and we're tracking well. What Australia must do is to carefully consider um, those vaccines through the TGA process. That process is underway. We're not about to cut corners. Uh, We're not in the same position as the United States and the UK where they've seen tens of thousands of new cases. In New Zealand, genomic testing is underway after authorities confirmed the first COVID-19 case outside quarantine in more than two months. A 56-year-old woman who recently returned from Europe and tested negative twice has now returned a positive result after completing her 14 days of hotel quarantine. Authorities are now investigating whether the woman caught the virus from another returning traveller who was staying in the same quarantine facility. Here's New Zealand's Director General of Health, Ashley Bloomfield. We are working on the assumption that this is a positive case and that it is a more transmissible variant, either one of the, the, the one identified first in South Africa or the UK or potentially Brazil or another more transmissible variant. And some of the nation's largest superannuation funds are pushing for the federal government to deliver financial handouts to low-income earners. The companies backed by unions are proposing $5,000 payments to struggling Australians for their retirement after hundreds of thousands of workers withdrew their super during the pandemic. For a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning. And as we reported earlier, hundreds of residents are on alert as a blaze burns in the Adelaide Hills. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has the latest from Adelaide. Yeah, I can confirm an arrest has been made over this large bushfire that's burnt through 1,200 hectares at Cherry Gardens in the Adelaide Hills since about 4pm yesterday. Police stopped a vehicle seen speeding away from a fire started on Pigot Range Road just after 6 yesterday. They're investigating links between that one 
and others in the area. It's understood the blaze burning around the Mount Bold Reservoir merged from multiple ignition points fanned by northeasterlies, pushing it into a heavily vegetated Scott Creek Conservation Park and putting a number of towns in the area like Achunga and Meadows under threat. An early morning wind change expected to push it southwest again. It's CFS Deputy Chief Officer Andrew Stark says the tricky terrain in the area is not helping. It's a reservoir, it's very uh, undulating and people will experience the fire in very local areas, moving to the east, moving to the west, moving to the north and indeed to the south uh, as it runs up the gullies. 300 uh, firefighters remain at the scene ahead of a change expected to bring some welcome rain later this morning. To New South Wales now, and authorities are still trying to determine what type of shark was responsible for a terrifying attack near Newcastle, north of Sydney. Rick Burberry was mauled while swimming with his wife in Lake Macquarie on Saturday evening. As David Dolan reports, it's been decades since someone was attacked by a shark in the lake. That's right, Harsh. Sharks are regularly spotted around Lake Macquarie. However, it's believed to have been about 80 years since an attack. The 58-year-old marine biologist is very lucky to be alive. His wife, who happens to be a doctor, helped drag him to shore along with an off-duty lifesaver where they applied a makeshift tourniquet, his left arm barely attached. He continues to recover in John Hunter Hospital, where surgeons were unable to save his arm. Police and fisheries are yet to work out which species was involved. Witness Matt Lumby says it was fairly large. Broad nose, brown, and about as big as a patient. The mauling has left residents on edge. However, swimmers were still spotted in the water yesterday. As New South Wales records a week of zero community transmission of coronavirus, authorities are urging residents to still be COVID safe, especially on Australia Day. Police say they will enforce health orders and our reporter Siobhan Caulfield has more details. Yeah, Tash, police will be out in force targeting anyone who's planning to flout COVID rules and have a big get-together this Australia Day. It comes as Sydney swelters through this heatwave with temps of 35 in the city, 41 in the west tomorrow, many flocking to the beach to cool off. Outdoor gatherings are still limited to just 30 people, so police will be enforcing the health rules to ensure everyone is social distancing. Now, New South Wales is having a good run COVID-wise. We've just had a week of no community transmission, but there are still concerns after virus fragments showed up in sewage treatment plants at Worrywood and North Head over the weekend. People are still being urged to monitor for any symptoms and if they emerge, to come forward and get tested. And border restrictions have eased in WA to welcome visitors from both Queensland and New South Wales. Our Perth reporter Adam Hemmings joins us now. And Adam, the change kicked in overnight. It did, Tash, at one minute past midnight WA time. Travellers from New South Wales and Queensland can now come over without an exemption with those states moved into the low COVID risk category. However, they must still abide by several conditions, which include self-isolating for 14 days at a suitable location and undergoing COVID testing. The same adjustment was made a week ago for Victoria. While the ACT, Northern Territory, South Australia and Tasmania remain a very low risk, meaning there's no quarantine or testing for them. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we are joined by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Has the new US president rattled Bitcoin into a freefall? It looks like a tash. Bitcoin is on the slide again and questions are being asked about its longevity. Only 17 days ago, the cryptocurrency hit an all-time high of 42,000 US dollars and on Friday closed at 
$31,000. That's a 26% slide someone might have suffered if they bought in at the record high, believing the market hype that Bitcoin was heading to $100,000 this year. No one exactly knows why the cryptocurrency is falling now, but some blame comments by President Joe Biden's new Treasury head, Janet Yellen, the former U.S. central bank boss, who expressed her concerns about cryptocurrencies. And Peter, back home, Prime Minister Scott Morrison is making moves to fix a very big problem for Australia and the rest of the world for 2021, and that is China. Yeah, exactly. One of Australia's biggest economic obstacles for what experts think will be a great year for the economy, stocks and our super returns is China. And so talking to Beijing is back on the PM's political agenda and it has to be on the top of his list. However, Mr Morrison is not going cap in hand. He's requested a meeting with the Chinese President Xi Jinping, but he's insisted that there be no conditions. After months of China slapping restrictions on Australian exports, Mr Morrison said he was open to meeting China China's leaders to work through problems in their relationship as long as there were no policy conditions to holding the talks. Now, China has listed 14 things we've done wrong to them, but our exporters of wine, barley, coal and others will be hoping for an end to tariffs and bans from trade peace talks as soon as possible. And also making news this morning, Peter, local stocks are expected to fall, but market concerns are few and far between. Exactly. The local share market is expected to fall today after a slip for stocks on Wall Street over the weekend. The Dow Jones index lost 179 points, but that's only 0.5%, and it was a drop from record highs. We play follow the leader of US stocks, and our share market is up 16.5% since Joe Biden won the US election. And it's no surprise that the big fund managers that drive stock markets have pocketed profits recently, which takes stock prices down. But it will only be temporary provided the vaccination program worldwide is successful. Statistics on beating the coronavirus are the numbers that economists and big stock players are watching very closely because they will determine when economies get back to normal and when we see these stock prices boom again. Let's hope it is soon. Peter, thanks so much. Cheers. Export now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The AFL has responded to claims that it breached its own quarantine rules last year. Yes, good morning, Tash. Bit of a strange one, uh, this one. This was a footy panel discussion uploaded to YouTube, surfaced over the weekend, became a story yesterday. Richmond duo Dylan Grimes and Jack Rewalt, two of the heroes of their grand final win over the Cats, claim that their Adelaide hotel room took in homeless people. This was during their round 11 match against uh, Port Adelaide. Now, the AFL has responded overnight, says that it was aware that other members of the public were staying at the hotel, but that they had hired uh, extra security. And the players weren't actually in hard lockdown at the time. They were allowed outside of their hotel rooms, um, aside from just training and playing. So they say that there there was no breach of rules or no cover-up, as um, were some of the suggestions made yesterday after that, uh, that video emerged. And Brett, prize checks for the winners of this year's Australian Open have been slashed. Could that be to cover the damage in the hotel rooms? Just saying. Well, maybe it is, Tash. And (laughs) hey, maybe, you know, the cynic in me suggests that they've they've slashed the winners' prize checks because Novak Djokovic was the one uh, uh, complaining and and saying that, so we need to do more for some of the battlers because last year he took home more than $4 million. Well, this year it'll be around two point. Uh, 7.5 million, which isn't too bad uh, for you and I. But yeah, that's that's one of the changes that they announced uh, yesterday, slashing the, the prize check for the two winners of the, the men's and women's draw. The actual prize pool is the same, 
71 million overall, but it will just be redistributed more evenly across uh, the playing field. And the WTA, that's uh, the the women's governing body of tennis, has uh, decided to add an extra event. This is for uh, 28 players stuck in uh, hard lockdown. So they'll get an extra tournament um, to get up to speed before the Australian Open. And the ATP Cup, on the men's side of, of the tennis world, uh, they're going to delay their uh, their leading events by one day. So to give uh, the men's players in hard lockdown an extra 24 hours to recover and prepare for that. And what about the BBL overnight? Yeah, a couple of results in the BBL uh, last night. We had the Hurricanes uh, beating the Sixers. Matthew Wade, Darcy Shaw combining for 145 at the top of the order. Uh, and in the other match, it was uh, the Strikers just uh, edging across the line against the Thunder. So the finals aren't too far away. Hurricanes up to fifth, so they're just on the cusp of the top four. They play the Renegades a little bit later this week. And a bit of controversy over the weekend with Conor McGregor. Yeah, a massive uh, upset, really, because he'd beaten Dustin Poirier back in 2014. That was a, a knockout win for Conor. Uh, they fought again yesterday at Fight Island in Dubai, and Poirier turned the tables completely, absolutely dominated him. Um, so where to now for Conor McGregor? I think a lot of the mystique around him has probably gone. He suffered uh, losses in four out of his last uh, five fights. So that'll be interesting to see. But it's a great win for Dustin Poirier. And, and most of the people who have fought Conor and lost have actually gone on to improve the likes of uh, Max Holloway, um, Jose Aldo, not so much uh, the Brazilian who he knocked out in inside 10 seconds uh, a few years ago. So, yeah, big shock yesterday in the UFC world. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now this Monday morning. And as we mentioned earlier, scorching temperatures expected in many parts of the country today. Firstly, to Brisbane, shower or two with a top of 29 degrees on the way today for Brisbane. Cooler temperatures today for Sydney, top of 32, but warmer in the west with an expected high of 39 degrees today. Melbourne, very hot today with a cool afternoon change on the way, a top of 40 degrees today. 37, very warm today for Canberra and sunny conditions. Hot with some late rain expected for Hobart, 32. 32 degrees also on the way for Adelaide today with some showers expected in humid conditions. Partly cloudy and 26 for Perth and rain with a possible storm on the way and a top of 30 for Darwin. An incredible survival story from outback Queensland. A 58-year-old has been found alive and well after missing for three weeks in the Gympie region. Robert Webber was last seen leaving a local pub on the 6th of January. His car got bogged and he stayed with the vehicle for three days before leaving on foot to try and search for water. He survived for three weeks by drinking dam water and eating mushrooms. Robert's stepson, Jack McLaughlin, telling Channel 7 his stepdad is tough. I've seen him eat mushrooms around here. So, like, he knows what ones are, like, safe to eat and stuff. 18 days in the, in the bush is definitely a bit of a survivor. Robert was finally found by a local property owner and was suffering only minor injuries. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am. Please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. And we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday.